When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Straight Out of Marvel. It shows Kevin 27 back with another fire episode. And today we have the top five Marvel trilogies in the MCU. And you know I am here to break it down and dissect it. And yes, that's right. It is six trilogies officially in the MCU. So you know I gotta leave one out. Who would it be? Could it be Iron Man? Could it be guardians of the galaxy it could even be spider-man you guys know how i feel about far from home right who else it could be thor it could be Ka- you never know but regardless i will be here to break it down for all of the straight out of marvel listeners you already know follow your boy at kevin 27 world on instagram twitter and youtube subscribe like comment all that good stuff five star rating apple podcast five star rating spotify and on spotify please follow and also you can reply and do whatever on there you can do a lot of stuff on spotify so please do all of that we appreciate that over here at kevin 27 world over here at straight out of marvel so let's hop into these uh let's let's break this down let's break this down and yes this isn't like my top 10 and why I explained Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't top 10, which you guys received pretty well. I see you guys like controversy. But anyways, let's get into it. So we got number five, Ant-Man. Yep. Ant-Man cracking the top five. But it is making number five. And number five, I mean by the last one because yep you guessed it Ant-Man 3 just uh, especially with the black cloud named Jonathan Majors hovering over the MCU because yes Guardians was great but we still have a future we still have a future and I don't know man the Megan Good stunt might not uh, work for you. I see how you're doing. Nasty with it. He said, "I'm a, okay. The white people turned on me. I got to go with a black woman. You're a nasty man, but I hope it works out for you. Unless you really did that shit. Even then, fuck it. I don't care. Uh, so, yeah. But, look, man. Ant-Man is a gem. And Ant-Man and the Wasp, while it isn't as good as the first one, I think it's still a solid sequel. So I am here to back that film up completely. Like, I will not disagree with anyone putting this in the top five of the trilogies. We only have six. So remember, um, do we have any third films? I think that's really it for... Yeah, we don't... I don't think we're close to... Oh, so... When Doctor Strange come out, it's probably gonna when the third Doctor Strange come out, it's probably gonna knock Ant Man out. But for right now, 
Ant-Man is secure in that top five. And do not forget, do not forget, we also have Black Panther, the that third film coming. I don't know when, but it will be coming. Pause. And that will be in the top five as well. So we could have two of these films, uh, trilogies, knocked out. But for now, we're living in the present. We are here in the present. Um, And honestly... I think it's so sad that Ant-Man 3 just kind of came and went like it did. And you know why? Because when you see how good, when you see how well Guardians is doing, they they saying that it's his highest grossing like sequel when it comes to drop-off in the second week domestically. It's because the hype is up. Like, the hype is there. A lot of people are going to see it, and a lot of people are saying, bro, this this movie is really good. It's very uh, touching, emotional. I'm telling you, man, people, as much as people don't want to admit it, people have glutton. People, I'll say we have a glutton for torture and, like, real deep emotional scars. Seriously. It's like we want those emotions evoked, invoked, However, I'm supposed to say it. We want those emotions invoked within us as much as possible when we're watching film for some reason. Because I'm telling you, people are saying this film is so great because it was so like, oh my God, look at what the high evolutionary is doing to Rocket. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy to me. And Ant-Man, Ant-Man didn't give us any of that. Seriously, it didn't. So that's why Ant-Man suffers so much because that third film it just i don't feel like it was very emotional the daughter was annoying like it wasn't real emotion behind it like it felt like she wasn't here for the first two films you know what i mean so i feel like i feel like that's one of the whole cassie thing i feel like that's the thing that really hurt it the most with the five-year jump, the five-year gap. I feel like everything else was kind of like whatever. You think about it. Spider-Man, he did his five years, but Aunt May did nothing but get sexier or finer. Oh, and Aunt May got blipped, I think. Right? I think, yeah, I think. If I'm not mistaken, Aunt May got blipped. So, like, nothing really happened in that thing like the the avengers they was living on earth i mean clint was killing some mexicans or some chinese some asians but i mean they was criminals so regardless like kill them motherfuckers they was criminals so i mean nothing really happened detrimental except for the whole cassie situation you know so I think that hurt Ant-Man 3 as well. So, yeah, but it's still number five. I'm not going to – I'm not going to hate on it. And like I said before, they didn't have the guys. They should have T.I. and the other the, – the Hispanic dude, the Russian dude. Like, they was all good in the first two films, and they were not in the second – I mean, in the third film. So it was like – the, the comedy wasn't there as well 
as much as you would like. We're gonna see. Remember, December seventh. Oh, I'm saying I'm tripping. Yeah, I've been drinking clearly. Uh, May seventeenth, Disney Plus. You already know, Ant Man three will be out, and I will be doing the ultimate review. Ultimate review number four, Captain America. I mean, bro, Captain America, I think, got two and a half films that are great. And only why I say half is because eventually I think or thought that the first Captain America was a good film. But it took a long time for me to feel that way. It took a long time for me. I didn't feel that way until Endgame, maybe way after Endgame. And I went back and watched it. And I was like, you know what? This really is a good film. So Winter Soldier, a super W. That was always a W, even when I was like not super, super MCU crazy. That one was always a W. And then come on, Civil War. I mean, the film is still talked about to this day. Like, it's still talked about. Still controversial. Like, you know, you got to roll with the punches on that. And when you talk about rolling with punches, I'm going Javante Davis. Hit you right in the liver with it. Definitely at number four. It's not the worst. It's not the best. And... I don't want to say I'm biased, but I'm just not that big of a Captain America fan. But I will say this. Winter Soldier is like one of the best Marvel movies ever. Stand especially like a standalone film. Now, he did or he did have like a cop with him, like good cop, bad cop, buddy, buddy film, like cop buddy film. He had Scarlet or I was going to say Scarlet. Uh which I always, for some reason, get them confused. Scarlett Johansson, Scarlet Witch, whatever. But Black Widow, for some reason. But he had Black Widow with him, like, the entire film. So he kind of got a crutch, I would say, right? And then he had the Falcon with him for, like, another third of the film. So I don't know. You never, I mean, I guess you could say Captain America, the first one, he carried that, right? Yeah. But the second and the third film, not too much carrying from the star of the franchise, right? So that's just how I feel about it. I don't know about y'all, but that's how I feel about it. And then, I mean, clearly Civil War, one of those ones. So, yeah. Number three. Oh, we getting into we getting into dangerous waters here. Iron Man, the Iron Man trilogy. I mean, come on. Fifteen years ago, Robert Downey Jr. graced us all with the most impressive superhero acting we've ever seen, and I might just say one of the most impressive acting jobs we've ever seen period especially superhero though who else embodied the character like iron man did 
who else? The way he embodied Iron Man, I guess you can say Nick Fury. The problem with that is he doesn't have his own movies or TV shows until June 21st. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel about that. So until then, maybe Nick Fury, but I mean, bro, the way Robert Downey Jr. embodied Iron Man in one, two, and three was crazy. And I think the fact of one being like the birth of Iron Man and two is the discovery. And then three is a mental health film. Or I don't even think two is the discovery of Iron Man. I think two is like uh not discovery, but I'm thinking maybe like trying to figure out that's that that could be discovery, but think about it. He was trying to figure out how to get rid of you know the problem with the uh the shit in his chest. I hate to I hate blinking out on y'all like that. But you know what it was, was fucked up all on his chest. He had the shrapnel in his chest. And it was a lot of that. He was dying. What was keeping, what was, what was him being Iron Man was also killing him at the same time, saving it. It was so weird, right? So that was that. And then three is being in tune with your mental health. Like, I'm trying to think of what other superheroes really had anxiety attacks, panic attacks, until Iron Man. That had to be probably... I mean, was Spider-Man... Spider-Man 2 was... I don't think it was... He had a block, definitely. He had a mental block, but they didn't really break it down into mental health. Like, you gotta think, Iron Man was way early. Iron Man 3 was way early on mental health. And mental health for superheroes, I think that was big. So, yeah. Now, a lot of people don't like Iron Man 3. I love Iron Man 3. I I think, me personally, I probably like Iron Man 3 more than Iron Man 2. That's just me, though. I don't know about y'all. I like Iron Man 3 more than Iron Man 2, but Iron Man 1 is goaded. I mean... Do we even have to go over the box office numbers? Like, bro, those are legendary films. Again, like I was saying, legacy films. We have to respect these. We have to respect our legacy films. We can't just toss away, you know, just throw it in the trash because we got something new here, right? All right, let me take a drink. DJ Khaled with the alcohol. I got another one. I took another one. Spider-Man, number two. Yes, I am one to not be biased, and I put Spider-Man number two. Homecoming. Now, I remember when it first came out, 2017, a lot of people was trying to say it was mid. But I think it grew on a lot of people, especially Marvel fans. Especially... When Stan Lee said, this is the perfect Spider-Man to me, right? So Homecoming was that. Now, Far From Home, I don't care. I'm not saying it was a bad movie. 
I'm not saying it was a good movie. I'm not even saying it was mid because I just watched Far From Home. It's a cool movie. It's not like... I just think because it's not in the New York setting, and I get it, you've had five movies, make, or you could say six. The only thing with the six is, yes, it was in New York, but it just didn't, like, Homecoming didn't feel like so much New York, you know what I mean? Until the uh, the the uh, scene where he had to put the whole ships together. So I get that. But I don't know. Well, no, I'm not going to say that because the whole neighborhood thing, I just think it's because it was like a neighborhood type of thing. And the other Spider-Man was like, definitely Manhattan, like through the streets of Manhattan, all of that. Um, so I give you that homecoming was the shit far from home. I just think it was now the thing about far from home is this is why you can't hate because far from home gave you the best Marvel mind trick. I think to this day, Dr. Strange was good when. The uh the ancient one hit him on the top of his head and said, "Open your eye," meaning your third eye, right? And that scene was good, good mind trick, good mind fuck. But the Spider Man Mysterio mind trick, mind fuck, was definitely a mind fuck. I'm talking about when I say mind fuck, I mean scary movie. Sean putting his ear hole to the damn glory hole, mind fuck. Like, it was, like, that type of mind fuck. Like, bro, it was the best thing I've seen in theaters. Seriously, it was the best thing I've seen in theaters. It was great. I don't even understand. Like, that should have been nominated for some kind of, like, Oscar. It was, like, it was the best thing I've seen in theaters all year as far as visuals. Now, the story lacked a little bit, I feel like, because they were kind of, I felt like they was kind of forcing the whole Peter Parker, MJ situation because he was into Liz, like super into Liz in the first film. And then the second film, he's just all of a sudden, like all about MJ. So that felt a little forced. So that was a little cringy. And then... Zendaya, yes, she was the Disney princess for adults. I just felt like at that moment, eh, didn't really care too much. I really cared in the third film because it was set in stone and she became way more popular amongst adults with Euphoria. Seriously, a lot of adults watch Euphoria. That first season was magical, second season, a little mid, but the first season magical especially for adults you know uh kind of reliving the teen years remembering how crazy shit was in high school and then having kids and trying to be protective you know so it was like a blend of that so yeah by the by the time spider-man no way home came she was way more of a household name for adults 
I get it. She was a household name for children. My brother, uh, uh, your boy Chris, wants to do the podcast with. Super Zendaya fan. Guess what? He's seven years younger than me. Like, he's been, he was a Zendaya fan. Like, I remember way back when he was like, it was his crush. You know, like, we all have those crushes. Like, we have our team crushes. Like, me, I was like, um, when I was like a teenager, I used to really love, um, and it's crazy now. I'm not getting her name, but um, whoever, whichever, I should know her name, but the one who did Akila and the B, like I was super into her because she was like my same age, and I just thought she was so hot, like at that age, you know what I mean? Like, be not in Akila and the B, but when I seen the video, because she had a video on the DVD, and I was like, oh, she's so hot, like, and we like the same age, and she do music. Like, you know, it's like that type of thing. So, yeah, like Zendaya, Zendaya, whatever. She was the shit. I thought, I was going to say Mephisto, Mysterio. Honestly, I thought he was a great villain, to be real with you. He's one of the best Marvel villains. And I think he's one of the most underrated Marvel villains. I think I got to do like um the most over or underrated Marvel villains, too, and you know, along with Hella, but I think I gotta do that. But yeah, I just feel like Far From Home, just you know, oh, this I think this is why a lot of Marvel fans didn't like it. I think it was more Spider Man fans because we don't like seeing Spider Man being so stupid, and he was like dumbass stupid, like he gave back a complete stranger. Weapons of mass destruction that Tony Stark left to him. I didn't like that. Like, no, none of us like that. None of us like that. And I think that's really what brought the film down. Other than that, it really was a good film. I think it was like the whole point of making Spider-Man look so damn stupid. You know, so that was that. So before we get to number one. Let's talk about why we left four out. I mean, come on, bro. So you already know it's number one. But before we get to it, yeah, man, I just feel like the Thor trilogy is just not it. It took them three movies to get one good one. To me, I thought Thor was pretty mid. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought Thor was pretty mid. Cool concept, lover boy, alien, blonde, come to fucking earth, banished from his father who hates him because he's sexy as fuck. I thought that was cool, but not something that I really enjoyed, right? Thor, loving, or not loving thunder, but the dark world, I mean, it was even worse. It was horrible, terrible. The movie so bad. I watched it once, and ever since then, I just can't watch it again. Like I've tried. When Thor Love when Thor Love and Thunder came out, I tried to watch the trilogy. I watched the first one maybe three quarters. The the second one, I tried to watch it, bro. I was just like this shit is 
ass, bro. Like, no memorable villains. It's like Loki has some type of uh, privilege that I just can never understand. Like, it's no way he, he should. Like, bro, look at what they doing to Tory Lanes. If you fuck up in a foreign country, which is he's from Canada, right? You come over to America, you fucking up, you do your time here first. He got found guilty, right, for shooting Meg Thee Stallion, and shout out to her, yeah, she's a Marvel, she's in the Marvel Universe, shout out to Meg Thee Stallion. Um, he was found guilty. The Canada police, the Canadian police didn't pull up and was like, all right, he's guilty. We taking him back to the crib so he can serve his time. No! You're going to do your time here, your minimum of nine years, and then you can get deported back to your country. And then whatever they do, they do. So I still never understand why at the end of Avengers, he was able to take Loki back home. And then after that, he just pretty much like he was in jail for not even 24 hours. It was embarrassing. I don't. So that's another reason why Thor the Dark World is like on my shit list. And then, of course, Ragnarok. Ragnarok was an immaculate movie. I mean, it's the best movie out of all of the Thor movies. And on top of that, it's a top 10 Marvel movie. And when you think about it from that perspective, I think if you put Love and Thunder and replace them, it will be a top five trilogy. But you can't do that because it's the fourth movie. So I don't know. I don't know. But it definitely couldn't make my top five, right? So you know what makes the top five? Guardians of the Galaxy. One of the best films of the year, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, one of the best films of all time and one of the best Marvel films of all time. I mean, bro, you can't deny it. it's a top 10 movie. You can't deny it. I'm just going to assume when I look when I when I look at the numbers, I'm going to assume it's hundreds of people who agree with me cuz no one has disputed my top 10. So when I say that, Guardians of the Galaxy is a top 10 movie and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is fringe to me, a top 10 movie. So you can't have two top 10 movies and it like you know a, a top ten in the wobbler, you know. And then come on, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is not a bad movie. People try to act like it's the worst. I think three is better than two for sure, but it's not far off. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is a great film, and it comes with great laughter. Shout out to Mantis when she said, yo, Drax makes us all laugh. Bro, Drax was killing it in volume two. Bradley Cooper as Rocket killed it. Oh, my nipples hurt. 
Oh, when he did the whole winking thing, when he stole the arbulary batteries, looking at us. Like, come on. All of that shit is great. Volume 2 is a great movie. So, I mean, 3 is only above 2 just because 3 was, I don't know, something about 3. And it could be because 3 just gave you that nostalgic Marvel feeling. But other than that, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is almost a top 10 movie. Not there quite yet. But it's almost a top 10 movie. Maybe after an ultimate review, it could be. So, yeah. I think all three were immaculate. The first two, you get to see the relationships. You get to see... Or when I say relationships, I mean with Quill and Yondu. You get to see relationships with Quill and his dad, Ego. Like, all of that makes sense. It all resonates and it all goes back to what we were saying when you talk about the whole family aspect. I think that's why Guardians resonates with me a little more than the Avengers the Avengers don't they don't feel like family to me. They just don't. A lot of backstabbing, some crazy shit. They don't feel like family. Guardians of the Galaxy feels like family to me. And it feels like that watching the Avengers series on uh Disney XD. It feels like that watching the Avengers movies, a lot of beef, cap versus Iron Man. Like it feels like that. The Guardians. None of the Guardians media, like even with Rocket and Quill's back and forth, it still felt like a little family competition, you know. So I think that Guardians has to take the top spot as far as trilogies. Uno, dos, tres. Now, I do think if they come out with a fourth movie and it's not with Star-Lord or whatever, we're going to be doing another Marvel news show soon. But I think if it doesn't have the top one, the top guys, you can't even put that in the... Tri- you could put it in the lore. It's still Guardians of the Galaxy, but I'm not sure. But I do think I'm still interested in seeing the Guardians of the Galaxy with... with that man, or I'll say that a raccoon rocket, right? I'm with that. So, I don't know. Guardians of the Galaxy for sure, number one. And I honestly, I don't think it's close. Because I think they got three, to me, three undisputed movies. I can't find a fault in any of the Guardians movies. I can find a fault with one movie out of the rest of the four and Thor clearly with two faults. I can't find a fault in the Guardians, so therefore, they are the number one trilogy of the MCU. So let me know what you guys think about that. Kevin27World, Instagram is where I'm mainly on, but you gave me up on Twitter too, at Kevin27World. And remember, Kevin27World is Kevin27WRLD. Rest in peace, Juice World. 999 shit. Believe it till you make believers. See you on the next episode.